and he lifts one to left field. It is deep, it is high, and it is gone. A walk-off home run for Joe Gray Jr. Good afternoon, good evening, morning, whenever, wherever you are listening to the Graham Slam podcast. This is episode 31. I am your host, Brandon Anderson. And to coincide with this episode, you can tell I have a brand new logo uploaded. If you haven't seen it already, it is on the Instagram page, it is on all my social media accounts. And this week also starts the journey on building the Gram Slam podcast into something bigger. I have officially updated Twitter, Facebook, and then of course YouTube account is opening officially the weekend of April 16th when I am in Birmingham, Alabama for the USFL opening kickoff. And then the biggest of them all is... The GrahamSlamStudios.com website. It will be premiering in a couple days with episode logs, videos coming up, news. It's going to be a full-end website for the Graham Slam podcast and the vlog series. More on that later, but, you know, today's episode is going to be pretty newsworthy. And then, of course... You know what a time it is. It's getting time for Rocky Mountain Vibes Baseball. It is back on the Graham Slam podcast, and I will have on the main topic today the Rocky Mountain Vibes first official season preview. Thank you to the Pioneer Baseball League and Rocky Mountain Vibes having new brand new websites. We have a roster, finally, that has been uploaded for the Rocky Mountain Vibes, and you fans out there will be very familiar with some of the names out there that are coming back from last season. And then, of course, I'll be talking about the USFL has announced a weekly documentary series in conjunction with the uh, NFL Films and Fox Sports. That'll air on what appears to be each week before the first game of the week. And then the final episode will air the week after the championship game. Um, it's two weeks till kickoff. That means starting April 11th, I believe I'll be releasing eight mini episodes, previewing the eight teams, their rosters, coaching staff, and my current ranking of each of them. And then of course I will go over my grand slam vlog series, um, which as I said, premiering the week of April. April 18th on YouTube. But before we get into those topics, let's go ahead and go right on into the entertainment segment of the week. And it revolves around the first episode of Halo. It premiered last week on Paramount Plus streaming service for CBS. And it, I will say, is different. It is not what... I think anyone expected. Um, I know we've heard stories going into the Halo uh, 
show that it was not going to revolve around the video game, was not going to revolve around like the books, and was going to be kind of a made-up type world, but still feature the main like characters, the villains, and things like that throughout the actual like game. So, watch the first episode, and I will say the first episode was not bad. It featured some very graphic stuff. Um, if you haven't seen it already, just be aware this kind of does have some spoilers in it. I'm talking about the actual episode, so I'm going to give you that warning. If you have not seen it, skip ahead on the time uh, stamp to the USFL news, um, but... Uh, this has been your warning. I will go ahead and go into the Halo review now. So the show basically opened up with a, it looked like an old, not old, but a futuristic uh, uh, town where uh, these people were living and then these kids were um, basically kind of walked away from their the little tiny city or whatever they live in and they were trying these like alien... Uh, fruit or something like that that was more like a drug to get high and a few of the kids do the the main girl um i'm not quite sure of her name yet i don't even know if we've been told it yet uh but she essentially did not get the chance to before she started uh hearing what appeared to be some like gunshots off in the distance or some kind of um noise so she she starts going to look and there is a covenant uh ship that they see and then a tunnel with like lights flashing which appears to be some like um gunfire from some of the alien guns or whatnot and sure enough um these kids get obliviated i mean i have never seen a show open up with children being killed in a series. It's quite graphic in the first part, but it kind of sets the tone for what this show may actually be, and that it is not the video game. We do not see blood, really, in Halo. This definitely had blood in it. Um, the, the main character got away, or the girl in it got away, and went back to Warren the village she was part of or whatnot. And then the uh, Covenant started like attacking her or attacking the, the village and pretty much started like killing everybody. Um, she was fortunate enough to hide, but then all of a sudden we see Master Chief come from basically uh, the sky, um, which appears to be a ship or whatnot that he came from. And he just starts obliviating the Covenant, and man, oh man, what a what a scene! Because this was just the opening scene, which lasted probably a good like five to ten minutes, if not a little bit longer. And Master Chief just went through and was dominating um, left and right. the The coolest thing I I thought is the uh, Covenant had a energy sword, which was my favorite weapon in Halo. And they did a pretty damn good job of um, essentially using the energy sword, the CGI on it or whatnot. The The scene itself was really good for the CGI that was put into it. It looked really good. And then, of course, they added some great sound effects from the video game to Master Chief when he got shot. 
and how his energy starts like lowering or whatnot. You can hear that, and then it recharges. Um, he used a his pistol, his gun, and stuff like that. And then, of course, um, to help him were uh, some of the other uh, Spartans or whatnot that came down. So it it ended up being an amazing opening scene. Uh, the episode then essentially had it where Master Chief took this girl who he rescued onto his ship and was heading back, um, I believe, to, like, I don't know if it was what planet they're on, um, but he's going back to it, and he gets the order basically on the ship from uh, the, the commander or whatnot to kill this girl. And this is where we start seeing kind of, like, Master Chief had a vision back on the planet before essentially saving the girl and getting on the ship. Uh, they investigated the Covenant ship that took off, and they went into that tunnel where the girl and her friends saw the like light flickering or whatnot or the gunshots being done and found this like piece on the wall, and when he touched it, it like took him back to like what appeared to be memories of his as a kid. And that's what started to get Master Chief more humanized, per se. And he didn't want to kill this girl, so he's trying to, like, make sure she doesn't die. And then the commanders uh, realize at the, the base that he is trying to disobey the orders. So they try to basically kill him off um, with no pressurizing the, the ship they are on. But he fixed it. He overrode the system. And then they get into the scene where the ship is going back to the command base or whatnot. And all these members are trying to basically take out Master Chief. Um, but then there's a kind of a rogue leader that is like telling the other um, elite squad or whatnot not to kill him, protect him at all costs. He eventually gets away on the ship by taking back off. And then it shows him basically zooming out of the the command base with the girl and that was the end of the episode um the next episode i believe is tomorrow um i think it's every thursday it airs um but for what the series is and it's not related to the games in a way i think the series will be pretty good i am i'm a halo fan so anything related to halo i, I like i said i thought the Master Chief's like outfit or suit or whatever you want to call it was dead on. It's probably one of the best looking Master Chief suits I've ever seen. Um, the CGI was pretty good in 99% of it. And the only downfall is he does take his helmet off at the end of the the episode or right before they take off from the command base. So... It gives him more of a human personality, but it is definitely not what I wanted to see. I kind of was like, I heard rumors about it, and I'm like, man, I hope not. But sure enough, they did it. So it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. I'm hoping we don't see like Master Chief basically very like humanized altogether, where it just doesn't look right, essentially, where he's like in a t-shirt or jeans, I right? listen to a review of it on YouTube and they're like, we may actually see that. I'm like, I really hope not. 
Um, so it's a great, like I said, it's a great show, great episode. I thought I'm gonna continue watching it. Um, it could get bad. Who knows? Um, and who knows what direction they're going with this series? Um, especially if it's not based off of the game or the books. But I'm interested. I enjoy TV shows. I like watching TV shows. So you don't expect video game movies to be like video games. So like the actual video games or stories. It sucks it's not that way, but it it just really is not. It never really has been. So I don't know why we are expecting anything different out of Halo. But that's okay. I'm fine with it. I will watch it. Um, I may continue to briefly talk about each episode on the podcast um may not i don't know we'll see where it goes um there's a lot of tv shows that came out this week we had moon Knight that debuted this morning i have already watched that episode episode one i thought was awesome i'm gonna go back and probably watch it again tonight um just to kind of see what i missed um but yeah that is the entertainment segment for this week um but let's go ahead and get into those details about the USFL releasing that TV show, there is a lot to break down from that announcement. So let's go ahead and get right on into it. So as I said earlier, the USFL, Fox Sports, and NFL Films officially announced a partnership today to produce the a show called United by Football, a season in the USFL. This article comes to you from the USFL. I think the official uh, statement was released by the Mark Cast, which is a podcast about spring football. They posted on Twitter. Here's the official announcement. Uh, the series premiere kicks off with a one-hour special on Saturday, April 16th, in lead-up to USFL inaugural game. Out of Birmingham, Alabama, March 30th, 2022, the United States Football League, USFL, NFL Films, and Fox Sports are teaming up to produce United by Football, a season in the USFL, a 13-episode behind-the-scenes pass that will capture the fascinating athlete personalities and the unique circumstances they find themselves in as they pursue their dreams in a new professional spring football league. The one-hour series premiere airs Saturday, April 16th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on Fox, leading into the USFL's inaugural season kickoff game. The primetime matchup pits the New Jersey Generals against the Birmingham Stallions at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time and will be presented live simulcast on Fox, NBC, and Peacock. The 12 episodes following the season premiere will be 30 minutes in duration. All shows will air for will first air on Fox and will then proceed most USFL proceed most USFL on Fox pregame or game coverage. Each episode will have an encore showing the following week on FS1 and Tubi. Um, everyone at Fox Sports and the new USFL is united by our love for football, said Bill Richards, EVP, production and executive producer of Fox Sports. And the new league seeks to unite fans across the country who love the game as much as we do. To celebrate professional spring football, we're giving fans unprecedented pre- access by per, uh, partnering with M- NFL Films to 
tell the stories of USFL players and coaches during the inaugural season. United by Football, a Fox Sports original series produced by NFL Films, will take fans behind the curtain of the USFL starting in Birmingham with the inaugural USFL player draft held in February of this year and moving through training camps in a 10-week regular season. To help celebrate America's birthday, the series will conclude with the USFL championship game in Canton, Ohio, where a winner will be crowned on July 3rd in the shadow of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The series, without narration, will be driven by the players and coaches, their journeys told through the signature storytelling lens of NFL Films. Teaming with NFL Films will help the USFL and Fox Sports deliver a world-class fan experience. Whether in the stadium or watching from home, fans will enjoy the USFL football and or USFL football that is old school, physical, and fast paced modern. Um, we here at NFL Films could not be more excited and eager to partner with the USFL and Fox Sports on this upcoming series, said Patrick uh, Kelleher, NFL Films vice president and executive producer. The opportunity to document the start of a new professional football league is incredibly rare, and we look forward to capturing the incredible sights and sounds throughout the inaugural season. Um, and then it says, United by Football, a season in review, um, page two of it, the, uh, NFL Films cameras will have uh, unfettered, unfiltered access, including robotic cameras in team meeting rooms and players and coaches wearing microphones during practice and games. In addition, uh, embedded crews will be with all eight teams capturing the daily challenges these elite athletes and experienced coaches face Throughout a demanding schedule and high-pressure competition, for some, playing in the new USFL will be their first taste of professional football, while others are fighting for one last shot to pursue their football dreams. Regardless of their the goal, players and coaches alike will be united by football. In their pursuit of individual and team success during the USFL's inaugural season, NFL Films and Fox Sports have well-deserved rep reputations for stroking stoking stroking yikes stoking passions in all football fans so we couldn't imagine a better partnership to tell the inside story of the new usfl said joel santos executive producer of fox sports hundreds of hours of material will be filmed screened and edited to produce what will no doubt be seven compelling hours of programming for football fans across america so, I'll tell you right off the bat, this gets me pumped. They put out like an eight-second like trailer this morning or kind of tease, and it's basically of a I, I believe it's a Birmingham uh, Birmingham Stallions player walking onto the field with its helmet and just talking, and gets me pumped up. I, I tell you, I cannot wait. For this series, I think it is going to be absolutely amazing. And just the overall perspective of getting to see the player's journey along the way. And it's something we've not seen before from any spring league, including the XFL. I think the XFL wanted to do something similar to this, but never officially got it underway. It may have came to us in the... 2021 season if the pandemic never happened uh so 
it's it's an interesting take. It's an interesting view of what they're doing, and I I can't wait for this type of show to air. I wish it was longer than thirty minutes. I had originally heard it was an hour each episode, um, but that is not correct. It sounds like the first one will be an hour, and then the remaining ones will be thirty minutes each. Um, but yeah, I wish it would be longer because you you got to figure there's going to be commercials in between there. So it's probably not going to be that long of an episode. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the season is very successful. If Fox Sports will go back and actually do longer episodes like on YouTube or something like that. Um, or on a streaming service. But overall, gets me even more pumped up for the USFL and what they're going to be doing. I, I think that... This is kind of the the turning curve for them where everyone has questioned what they've been doing, why it's taking so long for stuff to happen. This kind of solidifies a lot more. You have NFL Films partnering up, filming, and producing this show. It's pretty big news, and I am wondering if we're going to see something again like this from the XFL um, that uh, I think Danny Garcia may have actually tapped on something like that, that they were looking to do it. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. We're, like I said, we're kind of transitioning into the next segment, which is we're two weeks away from the USFL kickoff, two weeks and three days. And I mean, that coincides with the fact we are a, the exact same time frame for this show. So hopefully we get a little bit more of a trailer, maybe like a two-minute trailer uh, that comes out over the next couple weeks um, right before it airs. I think that'd be pretty awesome. But it seems like the USFL is now just officially giving us more and more and more and more information as time goes on leading up to this kickoff. So I I, I want to sit back and say that this may actually be the official first spring football league that goes underway and actually finishes a season. I I don't know if they'll be successful in money-wise, but it doesn't seem like Fox really is caring about that. Um, you, you obviously don't care when you have a, a, a league that is playing in Alabama and tickets are only 10 bucks for games and then kids are free. I, I don't think they're worried more about making the money. I think some of these contracts with like NFL films, if there is like a contract there, um, Fox is probably making some money off that advertisements during the games. That's where you're going to get a lot of uh, things come out of. But I, I really think this could be officially the first year, first time we get a hundred percent successful spring football season with a, pro league that does not get canceled now of course we can sit back and talk that the xfl in 2001 did play their entire season they had their championship there was rumors of a season two it was a disaster as i've talked about in prior episodes if you haven't listened to i think it was episode 21 or 22 uh xfl 2001 go back and listen to that tells the story of the XFL in 2001 of the disaster that it was. Um, But it it made it through the full season. 
I really think this will be a success. We have coaches lined up. We have players. I'll be previewing that during those mini episodes. But it looks like we are on the verge of something working. And and don't get me started on the XFL 2023 because um, there's more hints coming out that we are going to get more announcements here soon. The Rock or Dwayne Johnson essentially teased on Instagram the other day drinking his tequila uh, brand out of a XFL, kind of like a, a sh- not shot glass, but one of those glass cups uh, that you drink whiskey out of, tequila or whatever, um, saying there's announcements coming soon for it. I would say that they may announce something in the next two weeks just to kind of build the anticipation for even the USFL. Um, I don't know what the XFL's plans are if they consider the USFL competition. Um, I know the USFL's president has stated that they are looking to compete with the XFL. We don't know what that means for that second season. Um, But spring football is here. It is two and a half weeks away. Time is flying by. I can't wait to be on that flight, to be in that stadium, and to be within that crowd to watch. I don't care how many people attend that first game or those four or three additional games on Easter Sunday, which I'm assuming the attendance may be pretty low for those Easter games, but it's the South. Um, There is a lot of um, people that celebrate Easter, a lot of religions that celebrate Easter down in the South. So it's a good question of what the attendance will look like for that game. Uh, but I am essentially looking forward to it and seeing what happens. But as time goes on, I really think this will be successful. I think that opening night for football for USFL, I think they're going to start pushing advertisements out pretty regularly on these channels on NBC and Fox and Fox Sports and whatever USA maybe. Um, they they have opportunities during WWE Raw. They have opportunities during SmackDown. Um, there's a lot they can do between the two networks to build up that first game. And I think the ratings for it should be pretty dang good because I don't think there's anything else happening other than MLB um, that'll be running that night on April 16th. And then I, I would assume on Easter we may have some, or there's probably ML, or NBA and hockey games, but those are wrapping up their seasons or whatnot. So I may, they may be in playoffs at that point, both NBA and NHL. But either way, wrapping up these seasons, you're getting this football league. Football has not been on since February. People are going to watch it. It's football. It's America. I think, and it's on two networks that are, they don't require any kind of subscription or cable package to watch. It's going to be a good, good weekend for football, and I can't wait for it. I can't wait to get home and watch the the telev- or the the actual TV games of it. I'm hoping that we have some kind of footage to watch um, from the hotel um, when we get done with the game to see what happened or how the presentation looks and everything. Um, But we'll see. I I know I'll be recapping the games that Monday or Tuesday um, into the Wednesday episode that week of the uh, 
the 18th. And then, of course, my vlog series I'm going to be recording while we're there or traveling there, coming back or whatnot. There's a lot of projects planned. There's a lot to do. So, again, I appreciate everybody for listening to this segment. I can't wait for the new uh, information to be released. You'll hear it here first as it does. It seems like Wednesdays have been the days that the USFL has been announcing stuff. So, be interested to see if we get another Wednesday um, information next week. Uh, stay tuned. I believe next week I will be um, on the Boundless Gamers podcast. They record their episodes on Sundays, so be doing that. Um, should have Jock on the episode next week. That's what our plan a plan was to record that episode tonight. That is not happening due to some scheduling conflicts. Um, so we'll look to re schedule that and get that recorded which is perfectly fine and then that episode will be up next week hopefully um, with jock uh, talking about the travel series and going to uh, tna slam anniversary 2005 so a lot happening here on the grand slam podcast and i appreciate everyone listening let's go ahead and get into the Rocky Mountain Vibes. Well, actually, let's step back. Let's talk about the Grand Slam vlog series. I want to go ahead and actually officially announce that. It will be airing officially on YouTube. I'm hoping the 18th or 19th of April. I don't know what kind of editing I'm going to have to do for it, um, but it will be up that week. Um, I may actually just upload it the same night the episode goes up uh that wednesday so two weeks from tonight uh but we'll see it's all remain to be seen there could be a lot to go into a lot of footage or how i'm gonna film it i'm gonna kind of pre-plan that before i even get to alabama or even step flight on a plane and kind of see how we're gonna do that um but it is here it is happening i my plan is to do this vlog series. It is going to start in Birmingham. Um, it'll be probably about a three or four part series uh, to start out with. So about four weeks, a month of coverage, which will be broken up between the four games. And then the vlog series will then um, lead into... Memorial Day weekend, which is uh, AEW's Double or Nothing in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, that is pro wrestling for anyone that's not aware. Um, I will be traveling with my wife to that that event, almost said game, uh, to that event. Be doing a little bit of vlog series in Vegas, uh, kind of giving a showing off Las Vegas and uh, AEW's uh, Double or Nothing. They may have a fan fest. That could be another thing that happens. We'll see. But there's, again, there is a lot happening. And I'm hoping to kind of morph this vlog series into potentially a weekly series. Even if it's not traveling to sports or whatnot. And to just uh, kind of be there talking about sports. And then, of course... Of course, let's not forget, um, as I talked about the Rocky Mountain Vibes uh, season preview, that'll be where the 
the vlog series will really take off. Um, it actually will happen before uh, the Labor or Labor Day uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, so the vlog will be at that first uh, two contests for the Rocky Mountain Vibes opening pitch for the uh, Glacier Range Riders that are coming to town for their first games. The vlog series will be recorded at the Rocky Mountain Vibes games. Those will be uploaded uh, pretty often, hoping to do probably a weekly, if not by uh, more often videos that will be produced. I, I'm planning for each vlog episode to probably be around like 15 to 30 minutes, if that. It'll probably be very short episodes um, just to kind of get in the fill of recording, get comfortable with recording, and to really show this experience with going to the USFL or whatnot and just showing everyone what these games are like and um, around this stadium that they will be playing at, the surrounding areas of food, um, things to do in Alabama for those two days will be there other than watch football, of course. Um, but that'll all be there um, in this series. And then, of course, for the Rocky Mountain Vibes games, I'll be recording at least a a couple minutes or so at each game. Um, may try to talk to some players, things like that. But it's expanding. It's growing what we love best about the uh, Rocky Mountain Vibes, what we created this podcast after, and really growing into what I want the Grand Slam um, podcast to grow into with the Grand Slam Studios and more. So let's go ahead. Let's transition into the main topic today with the first official Rocky Mountain Vibes baseball season preview. Let's go ahead and jump into that now. So just as of, I think, Sunday or Monday of this week, the Pioneer League announced that they officially have partnered up with Presto Sports to essentially um, bring an all-in-one sports technology platform to change our online fan experience, all new websites, a mobile app, improved streaming, and new stats management across the league. Um, you can check out that uh, website by going to the official website of the Pioneer League. I think it's just pioneerbaseball.com or something. But at least for Vibes, with this season preview, it is coming from vibesbaseball.com. We have a roster, and I'm assuming this is correct. I, I It has players from last year, but not it only has 28 players, so obviously we know there's more players going to be on. Most of these players on this list are pitchers. Um, there are a few infielders, three outfielders, and a couple catchers. Uh, so I don't know if this is correct. I'm assuming it is because we've been told we're getting most of the same players back from that uh, Monclova announcement, it sounded like. Um, Aldo Nunez returns, Joshua uh, Esparza, Mike Anone, uh, Carlos uh, Torito. That actually is incorrect. He is signed. He signed with the Pirates, I believe. So he's not back. This may actually be incorrect. Come to think about it. Um, Brandon Perez, Sergio Mar Macias, Ethan Lopez, 
Elvin, Carleo, uh, Jacob Barfield, Elder, Rosells, uh, Carlos, Gallardo, Griffin Barnes. And then, of course, we have uh, quite a bit of the pitchers. Um, Aldo, Bernita, Seth Davis, um, Augustin, Herrera, uh, Jonathan Lopez, Oscar Marasolino. The one person I noticed that is not on this list is Manny Oloke, who was the first one to win the official first Pioneer League knockout round. Um, it's kind of weird he's not on this list. So could this be a sign that this list is correct and he's not returning? I don't know. But I will say that the overall basic website they've put together, it, it sounds like it'll be a lot better than Point Streak was last year for stats. It's supposed to be real-time stats they'll be putting up with the games. I'm hoping this is the case because it'll be a lot easier covering the Rocky Mountain vibes this season. I know there were some issues throughout the season with Point Streak not giving correct um, information. There was incorrect information at the stadium as well. So I'm hoping with this partnership they actually have, the Pioneer League has with this um, sports technology um, website that this actually gets done. But when we look at the Rocky Mountain Vibes schedule for the 2022 season, we know they kick off here in Color Springs against the Glacier Range Riders, um, and that'll be the... Uh, May 23rd, 24th, and 25th will be the three games to kick off the first season or kick off for the first pitch of the season. And then they uh, are off three days and then they have a weekend into Memorial Day weekend, uh, the 29th and 30th. Um, I will, as I mentioned earlier, I'll not be at that 29th game. Um, I'll be in Las Vegas will most likely be at the Memorial Day game, I assume. Um, but then they go on the road to face the NoCo Owls, the second new team in the Pioneer League uh, this year. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what exactly happens this year. Um, with these two new teams in there, I don't know what it looks like for their players, uh, who they are going to get for players or whatnot. But with the Rocky Mountain Vibes players returning from last year, we all know that it's not a surprise that the, the team just did not do good. And whether it be inexperienced, them being younger, we know that the Rocky Mountain Vibes team, most of the players went to the uh, Mexican Winter League for the uh, – Monclova Steelers and won their championship. It was mostly all the players from Rocky Mountain Vibes teams with some exceptions. And I'll tell you, if that's the the part that's going to play in this, we could have a better team because they've grown and they've worked with each other over a another season after the Rocky Mountain Vibes season ended. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I do not think we will place dead last again, 
but I also do not think the Rocky Mountain vibes unfortunately make the playoffs. I, I just I don't see it happening unless something has completely changed. I don't know who is going to be the manager this year. Um, I do not believe that is anywhere on this website. Um, so that's a another area of it. I'm trying to see if they have it listed, but I do not see anything listed. There's the front office. There's staff, but it does not say anything about the actual team manager. So that that could play a role in the Rocky Mountain vibes is who they get for their manager. Um, they went through two managers this season um, because the original manager, or last season, because the original manager was called up to the Monclova Steelers um, during halfway through the season was something that had never really been seen in um minor league baseball before um and then they got i think their third base coach became the head coach of the vibe so i don't know again if that'll be something that affects the vibes who their their coaching staff will be if they could get the same coaching staff that the monclova steelers had for their winter league and i think it was a former um, mlb manager that could essentially help them significantly in the process of building a team up to face these other teams in the Pioneer League. I, I really do believe that the they have a shot. I just do not think that this year will be the year that we go to any type of playoffs. I, and I could be eating my words, which is perfectly fine. I would rather that actually happen. Um, but yeah, I, I really feel that I hope this team does well. Um, with looking at the schedule, um, they they play a lot of the new teams, the Glacier Range Riders and uh, the NoCo Owls, quite a bit during the season. So that'll be given a different aspect um, of how the season goes. They do not play the Ogden Raptors except once this season, where they played them in two different series or three uh, last year. I'll be going over like the schedule probably the first week of May, I believe, uh, probably in about a month. I'll go over that and we'll run through each game and I'll give some predictions and kind of look of where we're at with the team. Hopefully by then we have some more announcements coming uh, together with who is on the team, who the coaching staff is and things like that. And I hope they don't wait till like the week prior to um, the season started kind of like they did last year to announce this. Um, but I, I think it'll be a successful season. I, again, I just do not see them being in a five-team division that they come back from being the worst league or worst team in the league last year. Um, but it remains a scene. I don't know. I have no idea what will happen, but I look forward to it at least. So we shall see. This has been the official first preview of the Rocky Mountain Vibes season. Going over some of that roster. Looks like we're getting a lot returning. Some names are not on there. And then, of course, some names are on there that did sign contracts with MLB teams. I don't know if those stuck. have not heard anything changing about that. But we definitely look forward to the 2022 season in just under two months at this point. So 
Thanks again for joining us on this journey to start out the Rocky Mountain vibes and returning them back to their home of the Rocky Mountain or to the Grand Slam podcast where it all started. Um, I will be covering them in full this season, so look forward to that. And, of course, the USFL. But to kind of wrap up the show today uh, with the the outro, I just want to, again, let everyone know I appreciate everyone listening and following the podcast. I cannot wait to grow this channel into what it's going to be and to really have something to – a project to put forward this uh, summer and to build on gaining more access to Vibes coverage, to USFL coverage, will that last? And then just kind of leaning towards potentially looking for what to do during the off-season for USFL and the Vibes uh, once we hit that September uh, into October time frame. May cover NFL, I don't know. Um, but of course, we have we'll start having a lot of XFL stuff happen uh, during that the quarter four uh, going into the 2023 season. So this will just all be a great way to transition into different parts of the Grand Slam podcast, where it's not just running a podcast for the Rocky Mountain Vibe season and taking nine months off until the next season. So a lot of stuff to cover. I appreciate everyone here. This has been episode 31 of the Grand Slam podcast. If you haven't done so already, like, subscribe, check out the uh, new uh, website. I will be making that official announcement once it is live uh, later this week into next week. And then, of course, just the restructuring of the Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter. Those will be the three main platforms for now. Um, I don't think I want to include TikTok. I, I definitely do not think it's even necessary. Um, but we'll see where everything goes. And then, of course, YouTube coming in two weeks or three weeks at this point. Um, so look forward to that as well. But again, thank you. Again, have a great rest of your evening, rest of your week. I will see you back here in one week for episode 32 and then look forward to most likely being on i believe it is episode 42 of the boundless gamers podcast once that records and uh, is uploaded uh, that'll be next thursday i believe on april 7th that'll go live but i'll make that announcement as well A lot of collabs hopefully coming this year as well with Jock being on this podcast. I'm trying to get some other uh, podcast hosts and stuff to join the podcast, but we'll see where it goes. Enjoy your rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend, and have a great one, everyone. See you back here next week. And he lifts one to left field. It is deep. It is high, and it is gone. A walk-off home run.